This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And our topic is... Scene Transitions. And... Um, I, I learned about these through um, studying writing for um, television, film television, and... I've, I'm not sure if I've seen them in writing, but they work uh, beautifully. And as I'm saying this, I'm, I, like, say, I, um, conceptually, I am curious if, say, um, like, you read text, and if, if the uh, transition is conveyed in the same way. There, there are other elements, such as uh, in television or screenplay writing, such as uh, reaction shots, which make complete sense. You know, you're, you're, you're watching a show, and it's important to see, you know, the actor responding to an event or, you know, a statement. They've, you know, they've learned something or um, heard something, and then they respond to it. So we can see it. It's this visual... Um, with writing, that we could have this reaction shot that was, you know, actually internal. And um, so as I'm saying this, I'm agreeing with myself and saying, yeah, they do exist. Um, that is slightly different, of course. The screen Screenplays are quite um, trimmed, whereas with, say, fiction, that we would have this opportunity to do a bit more as far as, like, details and descriptions. Okay, but back to um, narrative, no, no, <laughs> scene transitions. So uh, the, the example that I want to use is we end a scene, a character is leaving, and um, we're ending a scene, say, even, say, a chapter, um, a point of view moment, and we're moving from uh, one um, location to another location. Fine. And at the end of this scene, uh, there's this door. Uh, the uh, The character is. Um, it doesn't have to be the point of view character, but say in this example, uh, someone is. Is, is leaving. It's sort of like is suggesting that they're leaving the scene, you know, they're, they're kind of going off stage. So we start the next scene. Um, maybe we'll have, uh, we'll go down another line and then have three centered stars, or maybe we'll start a new chapter. And there's this opportunity to play with, um, play with the imagery, um, play with uh, m sort of making suggestions. I'll get more into it, but so we, we leave one scene, and then at the beginning of a scene, a new character emerges from a door, right? And it's, it's almost like, say, that, um, that it sort of continues. It's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a sort of trick, it's a little, it's an interesting moment of, you know, 
that there's this connection, even though it's a different scene, you know, it's a, it's a different character, it's a different door, you know, yet somehow it's, it's linking these two, these two things. Uh, part of it, I think, is that they're having fun that, and as, as I've tried it as well, that I have this kind of fun feeling of, you know, this creativity and um, th that say in, in it, you can play with details. Like say you could really go far with, with the details and, and things like say, um, and, and as I'm saying this, I'm going, you know, oh, this would be an editor's nightmare because he's sort of, you know, the door handle you know, in, in the in the first scene is <clears throat> um, you sort of try to find something that has this polarity, so it's the opposite. And, um, okay, I'm thinking of, like, say, the, the first one has this snake, sort of snake head door handle. And then in the next scene, the, the, the door handle is um, some kind of opposite to, to a snake. So I'm sort of thinking about, or maybe say complementary, right? Or suggests something just very subtly. Uh, even better though is a universal. So something that, that um, is connected with, um, with snakes and, and as I'm saying this, okay, well, what, what do snakes, there's lots of wonderful symbolism and um, I don't want to get in trouble for some of them. Um, there's religious symbolism. Um, there's quite a, a lot of different ways to, to view uh, snakes and serpents. Um, you know, if, if, you're, if you're used to English, then you probably have some idea of the Judeo-Christian um, you know, side, even if you don't, you know, <laughs> even if you're not involved in it. You can't help but be involved in it, right? It's, it's, um, it's everywhere, you know. And um, uh, like, say for Christmas, for example, right? Uh, so it's hard. It's hard to avoid. One can know about these things and yet not, you know, be entrenched. So, uh, you know, the obvious is going for a a snake, and oh, let's go for it. So the the, the next door handle is an apple. Now. This is just first draft thinking, right? Or, you know, the editor's mind. Um, the question is, why? <clears throat> what is is the effect that you're attempting? Is it just to link the two, you know, the two objects? Uh, say the door handles, the meaning, the symbol. Um, going on from there, um, I just remembered these. Um, these I think they're called snow globes. And so we, how about this? We end one scene and there's a snow globe of the Eiffel Tower that's on a mantelpiece, say above a fireplace. And, uh, you know, let's play with this a bit that, that the snow globe is there, but uh, it's summertime. There's no fire in the um, fireplace. You know, and and but we we end the de the description with say noticing like the you know the point of view character goes over to the mantelpiece and picks up this snow globe and shakes it and we see the Eiffel Tower inside and snow, um, 
but say the scene where we are doesn't have like say it's summertime or something and we've been operating um up to that point we've been operating in you know in a kind of summer you know people are dressed a certain way and um we we've been outside we've we see leaves green leaves on the trees etc 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 now so we end the scene with the snow globe and then the new scene we're going to start with the actual eiffel tower and there's a kind of super imposition that happens uh, because of this we also have snow let's say and we have people moving around who are dressed for winter um say that we see the point of view character um right away with the subtleties going on say we don't have to uh we don't have to do the the telling cuz we're showing you know we're showing that there's been this transition instead of saying you know five years later and it's winter and you know such and such and such and um it is in the city of paris we don't have to say those things um let's see so so what what it's doing is co- connecting the two scenes this this scene transition it's it's in it's in the description it's in the title <clears throat> um when when we're doing this there's this play there's this creativity it's it's less jarring there's less of this um oh i want to say jump cut um i knew another writer who was very fond of jump cuts and i never found out what a jump cut was um my understanding was that it was jarring right that it was you know you're going from one situation to this other situation that that they have the extreme differences but with scene transitions you're attempting to build these bridges uh, between between scenes so that there's this uh narrative link um there's some symbolism that sort of joins the two um with the eiffel tower description uh, there's opposites and at the same time there's similarities uh there's all kinds of opportunities there as well like say is the character having a flashback uh is or or is this in the future um and once again there's this um uh the possibility of play it can get interesting too because say you can have um you can have these links bridges whatever uh with things like say um magazines uh, like say um the you know say images things that can contain images words um like say a character is uh, sees something like a an address and it says i'm in vancouver so you know so the it says vancouver we get this address it's you know and and then and then we're actually in the place so rather than uh visual to visual we have a uh, textual to um textual to visual right uh the questions there too are how would we show that it was vancouver and one thought right away is that the package actually is delivered somewhere and of course the clichés would be you know a canadian flag 
or some kind of sign that says, you know, welcome to Vancouver. But I, I, I want to get away from the textual, right? So I want, I want there to be this logic and that say we are bringing the reader with us and uh, it, there is this question, right? Oh, we started, you know, the scene before had this package and had this address and now we're seeing the package reaching its destination, postal worker is delivering it, or maybe it's um, courier, or, you know, no, no, I, yeah, I was going to say, you know, maybe it's been smuggled or stolen, but let's just have it delivered. Uh, let's have it that the, the person in this shop, and it's a shoe shop, <laughs> and they uh, sign for it. And uh, possibility of a little bit of um, banter dialogue and we're, set, we're setting up things. Uh, this could get really carried away with say the transitions between um, the two scenes that say you can be considering um, uh, elements of the two that say we're in a shoe store and then say in the scene before that it involves something to do with shoes and you know, I'm, I'm just playing with the notion, but, you know, what if you just run rampant during editing and just had this um, endless uh, weaving of imagery and um, symbolism and, and things, things connecting and people saying things about shoes and then we actually are in a shoe store. Um, uh, maybe even puns. Like say you know the sole of your shoe, right? And we can have these you know this word play, this you know visual puns, and then the um, textual puns, the sole, you know the sole of the shoe, and then um, a solar spirit, um, and then too there's the city of soul, and I think there's a fish that's called soul, you know so. <laughs> we can go on and on um, right so I, I, would, I would suggest that of course that you know, it's so difficult sometimes that the, but the plot, the story that's the most important thing and the characters that's the most important thing especially the POV, the point of view character protagonist Right. Um, so we don't want something that is going to take away. We want something that is, there's that word, garnish. And um, I think that's great. So, yeah, because somebody, I know, uses garnish, the word, for things. You know, just adding this little bit of detail. Uh, and it has nothing to do with food. So that's great. Fresh writing, that's what it is. Fresh vocabulary. Word usage. Okay, so we don't want to use it too much. Why? Because it will steal the thunder, steal the spotlight. Oh, you know, that's really... Um, uh, you know, oh, look at them with their... You know, that writer... Um, <laughs> uh, and to sort of drawing attention. And uh, I, I, I worry... I worry about my own sort of um, delight with with things like this. 
I'd mentioned earlier a reaction shot, which is, this. it would be, say, ending a scene or chapter with, it could even be an interior reaction, and that the character is um, responding. They might not even say, they not, might not betray or show how they're feeling, but we have access to this emotion. Or it's visual, it's on the surface, um, it is viewed by the point of view character, um, or just, you know, in the omniscient moment. Um, so let's say it is this reaction of um, shock, right? That they're surprised and um, surprised, a bit freaked out, unsure. So we end the scene. And then the next scene, we have this opportunity to um, bridge or like a compare and contrast between these you know, two um, reactions. And it's interesting to sort of say, to put these as placeholders and to watch them evolve. You know, and to, we could totally edit them out, but, but what it's doing is it's, it, it's making us, um, it, it, it's part of craft, it's just another tool, um, but, but what it's making us do is consider, um, consider, consider the play, the playing that happens between these two um, moments, moments in time and space. The, the characters, say one character is reacting to shock, and then we go to the next scene, and that that shock is delight for the next character, right? That they, you know, we see a big smile on their face, you know, a grin, um, and, and, and say we can play with that, with the, the, the emotional value of, of things. Um, one, one nice um, way to do it is to um, like say, in considering the weather and you know the, the symbolism of, of, of weather, right? And it's you know overcast, you know, and it's this sort of like a sad day, a down day, and then it's blue sky and you're you know up and positive and everything's okay. Um, on, on one level, it's cliche and that it say if you have, if we had those two moments, right, shock, and we have the shock, though, and it's, it's you know, uh, gray clouds, raining, depressing, and then the next scene, uh, this delight, right, we have blue sky, everything's okay, that's a, that's a bit, um, it's a, it's, it's a bit cliche, it's a bit ordinary and usual, so let's flip it around, let's, let's give the blue sky um, you know, really nice day, um, might have people talking about how great it is, you know, and here's this person, they get this bad news, and there's this shock and, um, upset, and so, so, so there's, within that moment, there's this contrast of, of symbolism, and myself, I, I appreciate that more, or, um, playing around with it, you know, say, um, winter scenes, you know, of Christmas, right, and 
there's these connotations about you know say what you're supposed to be what there's what it's supposed to evoke what we're supposed to feel can we can we turn that upside down and then also go to the next scene and again you know uh, flip maybe turn it you know how can we you know create something new and interesting what one of my critiques though is does it matter <laughs> does you know who you know who cares and this gets back to the importance of the of the story and the plot uh yeah because because you know you can you know you can be as artistic as you want right but if it's flying over everybody's head you know then it's you know unfortunately right it's it's this question of time waste of time is it a productive use of time and and two there is a, a tradition so a, there's a tradition of working with symbolism um in the arts it's uh, and and as i'm saying this i'm i'm going also that there is this subconscious quality that say we we work with things and are communicating uh, on a level that that we are not conscious of so there's this inherent genius in in everything we do um I can remember as a, as a kid uh, that I would be talking with adults and to a certain type of adults and um, they would start laughing and it was confusing because I, I would go, well, you know, it's like, oh, you know, there I've said something that's funny, you know, and I, I don't understand why it's funny. They are amused, right? You know, how I've, you know, said something and put something together um right and as as i've gone along um just say just the other day on on twitter i made a um a faux pas a spelling faux pas and it wasn't wasn't terrible but um it was like say i took it with a grain of salt i was like well that's it could have been much worse and uh, the other thing too, it wasn't just a spelling mistake, right? It actually had meaning. It totally changed the whole um, dynamic, because because somebody was saying that they were feeling, you know, like they they had run out of their charge. So I responded with, um, I thought that I had typed jumping cable, but I had um, misspelled jumping, or sorry, jumper cable. Uh, jumper cables, which you know, say um, to to give uh, a jump from one car battery to another car battery, right? So give, to give this person a charge, but I misspelled jumper and I put an H instead of a J, and 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 I didn't know about this, right? And then you know, some people were amused, and then I I was like, what are, what 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 are we talking about? And came back and it was like, oh, look at that. Um, I, I, just myself, I, I would have, I, I would not do that intentionally. I hope. Uh, why? Uh, just because it's not, you know, professional, and um, y- yeah, I we've we've moved out of amateur hour. Um, 
and I, I, you know, I attempt some, you know, some, some professionalism at least. And, uh, and yet it wasn't that bad. And I was just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> but also I thought it was funny. Ah, 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 ah. so what's my point here? Uh, say that, um, is that a Freudian slip? Is it, it turned out to be, and somebody could have, you know, called me on it and said, oh, Moss, what are you thinking about? Uh, you know, can't it just be an accident? Um, let's see. And uh, the point I'm making is that when we're writing, and this, I picked this up from university, college uh, classes, studying English lit, that like say I've I've written now and I know that there's things that happen when you're writing that are accidental and that you don't know and that say you come back and you you know say you're editing or somebody else is um, giving feedback and saying you know oh, I really like that and you go back and you're going oh my gosh that was smart but you did not you know intend it you didn't see it that way or or what about um, multiple you know, meanings or puns and things like that. Um, sometimes I'll sit down with, you know, word play and I'll be finding, you know, uh, you know, triple puns, quadruple puns. Right. Um, let's get back to the topic, which is scene transition. Uh, it's a good idea to be in, in the driving seat as far as it goes, to be aware of the transitions. Um, because, say, using what I just talked about, which, which is this uh, subconscious, um, you know, we're, we're just writing, we're not intending something, right, initially, but it's happening. Um, and and a, there's the question, is it Freudian? Is it something else? Like, is it, is it coming not from, you know, something sexual, but it's coming from something, a, a different kind of um, drive? Uh, is it something, is it a rage, right? Is it from rage? Is it some, from something else? Um, uh, examples, accidental uh, racism, uh, bigotry, uh, misogyny, say, um, and as I'm saying this, I'm going, oh yeah, sensitivity reading is a good idea. Um, uh, because say, you know, we're going along, we're not looking for these things, we're not intending them, but, um, say, uh, say, you know, this, um, this scene transition, that it could be viewed that way. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll just give an example that, of, of something that is, is not meant it's sort of I have to be creative now and going I've already been creative but that say to make the mistake and um oh I've got one I've got one I've noticed this on Twitter I've, I've sat sort of monitoring myself um I'll use gifs gif uh files that are small animations and um they usually they're memes and that that they're, you know, say you know from something popular, or um, has become popular. Uh, just this s small moment, small reference. But say it, when sometimes responding to someone, and then 
th- there's this question of um, the, the the connotation, this this context. And so say you you, you put two things together, um, like say I've had moments where I'll be looking at something I've picked and I'll go, you know, ooh, that could be taken as racist. Like I'm not intending it, right? But I'm, I'm taking that moment to um, look at it, right? You know, and is this a, a symbolism, you know, connecting two things? You know, they're different. The intention is not there, but it could be read that way. And um, it's, it's a bit... Um, part, part of it feels... Like, you know, oh, you know, come on, nobody's going to be sitting there, you know, like, you know, connecting the dots, right? You know, it's obvious that, you know, there's the context there and, you know, here's two writers having a conversation. Um, but unfortunately, you know, that's not how the world works, right? There's always somewhere, uh, somewhere, someone, some who, um, someone who, you know, it, you know, these things happen, um, and I, I'd rather be aware of it and and sort of being on guard. Um, yeah, and and then of course too, you know, be ready to apologize if anything like that happens. But you know, why get into that situation if you know I, we don't have to? So that, so that's my example. Uh, I'm just thinking of say my own sort of situation. You know, is there something um, I'm part? I'm sort of going, which part am I going to choose? I'll go with Irish. I'm, I'm part Irish. And uh, that, that say there's a, a bigotry. Uh, you know, of course, every you know, ethnic group has bigotry. Um, you know, has, has this um, uh, gets slighted, gets um, these references made about them. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, you know, potatoes. Can we do potatoes? And uh, that uh, there's a, you know, there's an unfortunate reference there because there's this whole famine uh, that was involved with the potatoes. But let's see something. Um, uh, 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 drinking. It really depends. Like into it's not true. But um, that there's these stereotypes that could be made. So, you know, say you end with, uh, you know, somebody who's just playing with the cliches that there's this leprechaun. We end a scene with a leprechaun and then we start we start the next scene with, um, so, you know, so, you know, somebody's drinking. Right. And that's sort of a weak um, but but say the potential is there, and so you could take that as an example of, of um, of of this connection. It it might not be direct enough to have somebody um, you know you know sort of leap out of their seat and throw the book down and get on the internet. Um, but but there is this effect that happens, like when I mentioned at the beginning of the door, you know. Uh, opening the door at the end of a scene and then opening being on the other side of the of, the, of a door and that the door opens and, and a character walks through there's just from my perspective there's something pretty about it there's something beautiful 
um, it's there's some there's some there's this connection that happens, you know, and we know that you know something has ended and then something new has started, but but there's this like choo choo train that's you know going through this tunnel right and and uh, joining up the the, the two. Uh, right. So the other day I was talking about the, um, and, and really coming back to obvious, um, uh, obvious, uh, ideas and statements about why, why books end, why books begin, you know, why don't we loop these two, right? And, uh, because we could, and sometimes we do. Uh, mostly we don't, right? We want to have the setup, development, and payoff. We want to start the book. We want to end the book. Um, it, it seems silly to say things like, you know, um, well, why don't we have a never-ending book? And why don't, you know, a never-ending story? Why don't we have, um, yeah, you know, you, you just, you know, get into the loop and just stay there and never come out of, uh, never come out of the novel, and and two, I argued there's there's elements of it. Say like, what if you, you know, the super fans who read the books over and over and over and over, you know, or the was it Christopher Lee, British actor, he would read Lord of the Rings every I think every Christmas or so around Christmas. And that was his this you know tradition, and. You know, I you know I don't do that. You know, who's who's Christopher Lee? Why is he? Why is he? You know, he's a fan. He's he's sucked into it. It means something to him. Right. Um, and and arguing something paradoxical. Right. Um, okay. So. Um, I I I I'm thinking of of these of the similarity and end the difference rather than a loop because that's not what's happening um, with the scene transition we're not um, creating this loop <laughs> now I'm thinking about it and going yeah how about that how about we have uh, at the beginning of the book we have somebody um, uh, entering right and then or 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 leaving right somebody's leaving through a door just to mess up, you know, mess with it, and then at the end of the book, we have somebody um, entering through a door, and um, you know, the the suggestion is that that the person who's leaving at the beginning of the book is is entering at the end of the book and c creates this you know twisty turvy thing. Right, I'm liking it, um, but. Uh, but at the same, you know, same time, again, this is, you know, playing around. And um, it is tweaking, it is nuance, uh, it is subtlety. Who, who really is going to enjoy all of that? And, you know, I put up my hand, you know, scholars, uh, people who are reading, you know, literature, who are spending time, um, you know, say like you have to read something in school, um, 
one thing that comes out of that experience is that is that you have an awareness of it and i'm trying to th- i'm trying to think if i had you know isn't it possible to have that awareness uh, before like do you have to go to college and university in order to get that um, awareness i don't think so i think you do have to be uh, working on it like you have to drop by a library or a university library and 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 be and you know be doing um, doing the looking doing the learning doing the listening um, right is that true or or do you just get you know fancy words to describe things that people just naturally pick up mm-hmm question i would like to think that it is just natural i have met people who've not um say studied right but they are but they do they're studious that they like we'd be watching there's this one guy um and uh I I i think he's like you know 20 years older than me and so this would be 20 years ago and we're sitting watching TV and uh so so what I would be 30 he would be 50 right gosh and uh, but but into this was multiple times and we would sit we would sit down to watch um I swear it was movies we'd sit down to watch a movie and he would he would predict the end right um, and I it, to me it was it was voodoo right it's like what how are you doing this right is it you know when you're 50 do you just grow antlers or something you know these you know antennas right cosmic antlers what's going on you know (laughs) you're just catching some unseen uh lightning bolts or something uh of of information right so um that that was a segue um, let's see, getting back to it. Well, but it, it does contain the argument, right? Uh, you know, are people going to pick up on it? You know, do you have to be an art major, somebody who's studied art, um, fine arts in, um, again, college and university, in order to appreciate um, painting, art, uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, or, you know, can can anybody and i don't know about you but i've i've been i've stood in front of um paintings and just been sort of you know i really want to i want to be smart <laughs> i want to understand what this means the 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 simplicity though like say of excuse me reining in the scene transitions and keeping it to a bare minimum that you that there's not going to be this obscurity that it's not going to be a pollock right the you know the painter um who did these splatter paintings it's not it's not going to be that and as i'm saying this i'm going oh, i hope i don't get in trouble for that um let's let's bring it back so simplicity um simplicity and clarity and 
obviously there's room for experimentation, avant-garde, you know, that, um, you know, say most people are not going to connect with and not get. Uh, it's it's for a very niche audience versus, say, what I'm talking about, which is, you know, that you'd be able to communicate with most people, that they would um, they would get it, they would understand. Uh, shift, shifting gears, and I'm thinking about, um, say, in the in the subtleties, that there's this opportunity to adjust, um, a, a, adjust, say, how somebody is, um, how somebody's perceiving something, how somebody is um, feeling. I, I'd mentioned earlier the the shock. And then we go to the next scene, and, and there's this um, good feeling, right? There's and there's this contrast uh, between the two. And say, what effect does that create? So, in in that moment the, of the compare and contrast, the juxtaposition, uh, there there is this opportunity to, um, you know, sort of. Uh, to present, to sort of have this, um, rather than just going from shock to shock, that yeah, you're you're holding up both of them and saying, look, right, you know, see them at at the same time, see this contrast between the two. Uh, it's a tool. You don't have to do this. Um, it it happens naturally. It happens accidentally. Uh, but at the same time, uh, best to be conscious of it. And, um, you know, you might find something uh, when you're on the lookout, you might just sort of, you know, be noticing things. What ha happened to me is that, say, first draft is just raw, rough, you know, and then as I'm going through, I'll notice moments where there's this opportunity. Then it's up to me to decide whether to take it. I always take it, and uh, because I want I want to see first of all if it is anything, and 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 then I want to um, also have the opportunity to do it differently. So say, uh, you know, I go all the way with it, right? And I have a, you know, it's like, oh yeah, let's have uh, an elephant at the end of one scene, and then at the beginning of the next scene, we're going to have a um, star going supernova. And, you know, it's just outrageous, but that say it, it can lead to something else. Um, so it's sort of a, um, what is it called? Uh, sitting, waiting. Um, yeah. So it creates this opportunity because I'll, when I'm doing the, the next draft that I will hit it and go, whoa, you know, and um, or say that I... I have figured it out. You know, I've, I have an idea for what the transition is going to be. Um, another argument for doing this is just personal entertainment and enjoyment and thinking about, um, thinking about the, the value of the scene, like say where the two scenes, where it's, en where the scene ends, where it begins. Um, and, and that, say, it doesn't necessarily have to be so much for somebody else, but, say, 
for for the writer for the person who's you know deep in this stuff um my experience has been there's a lot of personal um references there's uh and and too not all bad right there's some great references that uh, that I'm sort of looking at and thinking about with this uh, compare and contrast, this juxtaposition, that say um, it, it informs me, right, and that uh, that I will be having the experience, uh, of course, before the reader, but I'm having the experience as the reader, as as I'm shaping, as I'm creating. Um, and, and, you know, getting it to a certain point. And I've said it's not, I said it's not essential, it's not necessary. It's good to know about. Um, it's interesting because of the effect that it creates. Um, and, and to, like, say, the, the next time you see a, a TV show or a movie, be on the lookout for that uh, because it, it's just so interesting. Um, there was a decision made. Why was that decision made? What effect does it have? Um, some, sometimes for me it's overt. Like the door, that's the best, right? I, I love it when I can catch... Uh, the, there's this... The door thing is happening. You know, that the, the two scenes are just sort of, in a way, are seamlessly connected. Obviously they're separate, but, you know, they've been joined. Um, and, and then there's this um, question of of the nature of the the medium, I guess, the nature of the medium, because you know in, in you know visual, you're just being so. And this is not to put it down, but you know it is it is projecting. It is it is you know we are receiving it, uh, whereas with the text that we've got to imagine it. And that's not, of course, that's not quite right, but um, it, it, it gets me curious, uh, like, say, when I can see it, then there's this uh, sort of, you know, the question of, say, the, the artistry of it, right? For just for a brief moment, I'm thinking about the people who made it. It, it, it breaks the fourth wall for just this, you know, blip of uh, a moment. And... And, and yet I'm still in uh, the experience. I haven't been completely pulled out. I, I know some people who get offended by, um, say, you know, you, you see some movie or something and there's this continuity error. You know, it's an error, right? It's, and continuity, continuity errors that, you know, there's a shot where, you know, there's a, um, there's a coffee right? There's your corporate coffee, you know, corporation company, and there's this, you know, paper cup with the plastic lid, and the, you know, the logo, and, and, and then in the next shot, there's no coffee cup. You know, it, you know, somebody moved it, somebody forgot to, you know, leave it in the scene, or sort of, you know, write, you know, that there's a coffee cup there. Maybe they reshot the scene, and, and they just didn't, you know, it was just like one small thing that's off. And when I was studying um, film, writing for film, 
that that was sort of like a big fun thing, right? If you could, you know, find that, and then you would, you know, oh, look, you didn't, you know, do your job, and, you know, that's not, that's not good. Uh, you know, oh, we're, you know, we're paying attention. We're better than you, you know, but I, I appreciate, though, I appreciate those. Another one was boom mics, right? So, you know, how the sound is being recorded and then the microphone sometimes it'll just like you know touch you know just a little bit and it happens of course you know <laughs> i want to say not so much these days but um again i i like it i like a moment where i'm taken out of it I, um i've seen i've seen some shows some yeah i think tv shows more so films where the camera um, suddenly sort of turns around, right? And we get to see the, um, the film crew. We get to see the director, right? And that's, that's this lurch. And I, I find it interesting. This, you know, all of a sudden we're at the, great word for it, the liminal, the liminal point or um, threshold between uh, the, the fantasy right and versus the reality and and you know it, it's it's a different experience than just sort of the end of the movie right then it's this kind of you know weird moss do you like weird things i i'm interested in i'm i'm interested in say well why do we do this why do we go from real to not real to fictional to fantasy what's what's the allure of that you know why aren't we f firmly entrenched in reality and uh as i go along right i i see you know i have glimpses of the reason and the rationale and um you know you know some of it is really primal and, and say you know we're taking this really you know it's it's necessary for survival to you know imagine right you know to imagine um, um possibilities to imagine escape to um figure out things uh like you know you know oh you know oh and to this is not the greatest example but oh that that bear is eating that berry and the bear is not dying so obviously the berry must be safe you know and we just moved here so i'm going to go and i'm desperately hungry so i'm going to go try those berries right <laughs> and hope for the best <clears throat> um, right so the imagination and um and and, and two we're, we're playing with the experience there's all kinds of questions there though say with the separation between the two scenes how does that work Right? How can we? I know. I know. Of course. Obviously, we can do it. But how can we cut? You know, one. Uh, you know, sort of uh, one storyline. Right. This and two point of view experience, um, or even if it's omniscient. Right. That we. You know, we're okay. Whoop. We're gonna pull out of you know one place time, uh, uh, person, and then we're gonna whoop, go into this other um, event that's going on because like say I don't know about you but that that rarely happens to me 
Um, it, it does happen to me as far as, say, thinking, right, and imagining that, say, I will, you know, I will stop being aware of where I am and I'll go off and I'll be thinking about something or, say, for example, writing, you know, that, say, you know, I will stop being um, in front of my computer and all of a sudden I'm in the scene. That's another example. Um do going to a movie say and dreams there's another example but but on the whole my experience isn't about say i i don't have the superpower of of my perception my point of view you know jumping right so that i'm all all of a sudden halfway across the world you know in in this room and you know i'm not i you know say i'm not there but my perception is there and I, you know, I can see and hear things and they're not aware of me. And, um, there's also this, you know, music and sound effects and CGI. You know, and I just don't have those experiences. Uh, I'm not sure if it's such a great thing, you know, to have that. Um, but, but we do this in storytelling. It makes sense as well that say it started off, oral that orally right we're just you know we're talking about this thing we're encouraging the imagination we're feeding it and i just i just saw i just saw this another gif a gif animation and it was this little one and it had henry winkler who was this um who is this actor etc etc uh, he was the Fonz back in the was it 80s, 70s or 80s, and that was a TV show called Happy Days. And it's it, But it's uh, a contemporary, looks like an interview, and he's saying, um, you were hired for your imagination. And that sounds like storytelling to me-ish. Anyways... So, so let's go back to um, let, let, let's go back to this let's go all the way back to the to the topic and 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 leave this behind this question of how how is it possible because with oral storytelling it's totally possible that's where it starts then it moves into textual probably also visual because we're you know painting uh, illustrating and then Ultimately, we end up with streaming, <laughs> streaming videos, streaming series, shows. Uh, and, and yet, still, it's, it's, it's not realistic. Uh, but but the, the realism, though, is in talking with another person and, and saying, you know, uh, uh, then this happened. But at the same time, you know, there's this war going on and this, you know, super heroic um, soldier was doing this stuff. Meanwhile, you know, in, in this distant uh, country, a totally different thing was going on. And, and that, is, that is history. That is, say, that we're basing it on, you know, we're talking about the past. And it, as I'm saying this, I'm going, that sounds like, you know, third... Um, is it third person, you know, third person past tense? And as I say this, I am 
going back to the topic because we're wrapping things up slowly and right so famous last words about scene transitions talking with writers uh, there are uh, different camps there are writers there are writers who are still using free tags triangle um, free tags mountain and that just freaks me out and and yet it's working for them and they're doing it and I'm not the one who's going to stand up and saying hey 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 you know there's three act structure which is <laughs> it's a whole other world um, and and very contemporary free tags is is um, old stuff and um, looks really old stuff right so uh, but there's different camps there's uh, the people who are writing uh, chapters they're not thinking about scenes when you talk with people who think about scenes writers th those ones um, have been influenced by um, film television or say they've read um, they've read writing manuals about um, ab about that that have been influenced um, it makes sense it makes sense that we've had this you know it's you know, contemporary storytelling that uh, one influences the other um, you know theater has always been connected to literature always uh, right so there's different camps and ways of speaking about these things thinking about these things and I, I'd like to argue that we're all doing scenes but that we might not necessarily think of them in that way um, and when we're talking and so that transitions are happening and again you know that we're not um, specifically talking about them yeah keep your eyes open watching movies um, TV shows, streaming, and uh, be <laughs> be prepared to be amazed, and yet not. I mean, it's just um, one one show I watched. Uh, it was a Korean drama, and it was Mirrors. And um, I'm not sure exactly if it was transition. I just remember there. I was like going hey, there's mirrors all over the place. There's these reflections that are constantly going on. And I, I didn't really have, um, I wasn't really interested in, you know, watching this stuff again and sitting down and writing a paper about it, an essay, right? You know, this article, right? You know, the many mirrors of Korean drama. No. Um... There, there is an effect. There is something going on. Uh, and, and I'm torn as whether, you know, say, the, you know, the purpose of it. Um, does it interfere, right? Say, is it, say, huh, there's a, um, a friend, an artist, Quinn Martins, who uh, is in Vancouver, and he... Uh, introduced me to simulacrum and uh, this notion that there is um, that, that, that say you, we have something some kind of artifact 
and it, it could be something that is real, like an orange, and then we have something that is based on the orange that takes on uh, a whole new uh, life, right? So, uh, for example, there was this talking orange on YouTube, and uh, it, it, it has its own existence. That's a, a, an example, it's not a good example, but, but what I'm getting to is that as a simulacrum that say, <laughs> that say that we would pick up on things that are intentional. Um, that, that's my concern is, is like, is do these moments, does, do these, does symbolism detract, especially say if it's really standing out and we're noticing it and it's, um, it's a bit sort of jarring or distracting so that's a uh, that's another question to to um, unravel in using scene transitions are is it better say to stay away from them right that you know to kind of sabotage st uh, screen transitions because they're taking away from the narrative they're taking away from the plot the story you know instead we have this sort of you know this visual sort of um oddity right you know um <laughs> it's like the the you know seeing the duct tape that is you know at, at, attaching two things together right it's like oh wait a second that's a piece of duct tape right uh that that is a question you know to what end is it being used and like like say with uh, you know i mentioned the mirrors i don't know why those mirrors were there. Like, say, I didn't immediately go, oh, the the example of the door, right? Uh, that scene transition of the two doors, um, be, and two, being on one side of the door and then being on the other side of the door. There's something happening there. Myself, I find it pleasing. I find it, I get, oh, look, you know, there's a, there's a transition. Uh... You know, yeah, but again, purpose, you know, is, is it something that is helping or is it something that, that is hindering? Uh, I mentioned earlier the Eiffel Tower and oh, we're almost there. Uh, but say, again, you know, that's something that, that pleases me. And there's something interesting that happens, say, you know, moving between these, these two connected, um, um, symbols, right, or the symbol, but you know, it's it's different uh, experiences. One is real, and one is not real. Um, yeah. And on that note, I will I will leave you, and thank you for listening. Uh, take care.